Do you want to know how to get your prayers answered? You'll find those answers as you spend seven minutes with Sarah, sharing messages, miracles, and testimonies. Grab your pen and paper because you'll want to take notes. Your faith is about to reach a new level as you learn from this teaching. And now, here is Sarah. Today I'm sharing in this last podcast the fifth way that our faith is developed. And that is by our actions, what we do. Faith is not how we feel. It is not an emotion. Faith is acting on God's Word. We must act knowing that God's Word is true. Did you know that faith is measured by your feet? We can always tell which steps we're taking. Great faith brings great movement and great action in our lives. The greater the movement, the greater the faith. Faith without works is dead, it says in James 2.14. So faith is not about having everything figured out, but in stepping out, putting feet to our faith. Faith doesn't work until you act on it. Faith will not work until we activate it. An example is, I'm sure everyone listening has a credit card. In order to use your credit card, it must be activated first. And... Faith is much better than any credit card. There are no limits to our account, and we can't overdraw. There are faith promises for whatever needs we have, and God is faithful. So let's put our faith into action by what we do. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? And she said, if only I can touch Jesus' garment, that I will be healed. So she put her faith into action, touched it, and she was healed. How many of us give up on a situation at 11.59 when the answer would have come at midnight? We must prove God's Word is true by putting our faith into action. Faith requires action. Be determined to take that first step to act on faith for what God has told you. Your reach must far exceed your grasp, what you can see or touch. Before I founded House of Hope, I headed the counseling department at First Assembly in Orlando. I was also writing my first book, How to Listen to the Lord. The pastor invited me to speak at church that Sunday and to have a book signing following my talk. But that Saturday night, before I woke up with a fever and an upset stomach, I spent most of the night in the bathroom throwing up. Finally, I prayed, Lord, please give me the strength get through this talk in church tomorrow. And when I sign this last book, I'll come home and go to bed. Well, God answered my prayer. The next morning, I did have the strength to speak. And when I signed the last book, I headed home and fell into bed. As I lay there, I realized I had just talked myself into being sick after church. Immediately, I sat up on the side of the bed and said, I am not accepting this, Satan. I had a fever But as soon as my feet hit the floor, the fever was gone. I drank a glass of orange juice and got dressed. At that moment, the telephone rang. A lady from my church was calling for prayer for her sick, desperately sick mother, who was scheduled to go into surgery the next day. The doctors had warned the family that she probably would not live through the surgery, and if she did not have the surgery, she surely would not make it. I told her I was glad I would be glad to pray for her, so she and her mother came to my home that evening. I was fully healed, and it was such a pleasure to spend the evening with those women 
instead of in my sick bed. We prayed together for healing, and the edema in the mother's legs visibly disappeared. The next day, the doctor saw her and said, I don't need to do the surgery. And she lived a happy life, healed for several years. Both of us were blessed that night, and I put my faith into action, and so did she. Jesus took our sins and sicknesses upon his body when he died from the torture, beating, and spikes driven into his hands and feet. The scripture says that he took 40 lashes, less one lash, on his back for our healing. I read, I read someplace that scientists have proven that all diseases fall into 39 categories, a sign to us that whatever the sickness is, it has already been covered by the stripes on Jesus. But we must put our faith into action. At House of Hope Orlando, we discovered that the roofs on the girls' houses had holes in them. And we tried, we did everything. They were leaking all over the girls' beds and ruining our carpet. And we tried patching it ourselves with tarps and whatever else we'd, we could find. But I put my faith into action, and I got the telephone book, and I looked at, in the yellow pages and started calling around to find the lowest price. The lowest price for a new roof was $2,700. We didn't have the money, but we had no choice. We had to put our faith into action before the furniture, the beds, and the, the girls' rooms were ruined. And uh, the roofers did come, and they got close to the end of their work on the new roof, and the roofers let me know that they had one more day's worth of work, and then they would be in to collect their check. We still had no resources except our faith. The next day, I got to the office before the roofers arrived, and on my desk was a check for $2,700, we stand in awe of our faithful God when we put feet to our faith. Psalm 91 says, If you make the most high your dwelling, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. For he has commanded his angels concerning us to guard us in all of our ways. That Psalms 91.9, my favorite psalm. My dad was in his 80s and not feeling well. So I wrote down Psalms 91 for him and personalized it by putting his name in it. I gave it to him and asked him to read it every day. About two years later, I went to visit him and my mother at their home in North Carolina. And during the first night of that visit, my mother woke me up to help her. Help her. My dad was clearly having a stroke. So while she called 911, I ran to my dad with my Bible. I read aloud from Psalms 91. I prayed, bound the devil, proclaimed my father's healing. By the time the EMTs got to him and got him to the hospital, he was doing much better. The staff thought he would probably be discharged the next day. But the next day when my mother, sisters, and I arrived at the hospital, there were nurses rushing into his room. His face was blue. His he had lost his speech and couldn't recognize us. Circumstances certainly looked bleak. Finally, the report of his condition was given. If he lives through the night, his mind will not recover. He will be a vegetable, and he will lose the use of his arms and legs. So my family and I took shifts, staying outside of his room all night, praying for him and quoting God's word over him. The next morning, Dad was sitting up, talking and smiling, it was a testimony to the healing power of God that my father lived for another three years in good health. 
When he did leave us, he died in his sleep, breathing out on earth and breathing into heaven. My dad did not die but lived to proclaim the healing power of our Lord, which is found in Psalms 118, verse 17. There may be times when your strength runs dry and your vision is blinded, blurred, or maybe even dimmed. The question we must ask ourselves is, will I endure this trial of faith or will I turn back in defeat? We must persevere and not allow the devil to steal our faith. Our faith must be tested in order for us to grow. This proves that we are trusting God. We trust Him in every challenge and victory that will strengthen our faith. Hebrews thirteen five says, He will never leave us or forsake us. First Timothy six twelve says that we do have to fight the good fight of faith. Today I will illustrate how we can put our faith into action. First of all, think about a need in your life. What's bothering you right now is something that you need an answer to. Find a promise in God's Word for that need. For example, if you are needing maybe guidance or direction, or maybe you're needing a, a loved one to be saved, Acts 16.31 says that because you believe you and your whole household will be saved. So write that scripture down for whatever need it is on a three-by-five card, and every day start confessing that scripture. Hebrews 10.23 says, Hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering, for he is faithful who promised. And then start giving thanks for that promise, whatever it is that God's provided. Because uh, Psalms 149 verse 8 says that praise binds kings with chains and nobles with fetters of iron. So we give thanks until the answer has come. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, Fight the good fight of faith and be as tenacious as a dog with a bone. With whatever your need is, whatever your dream is, with your vision, whatever that promise is that you're claiming, don't give up. Faith and patience are power twins. Faith opens the door. Patience keeps it open until the answer comes. If you can picture two circles, two spheres, um, two balls, the one on the left is a spiritual ball, one on the right is a physical ball. In the spiritual ball, there are 30,000 promises made to you and me as believers. And then on the right is the physical ball, and in that is when we can see, touch, taste, smell, feel. But faith is a bridge or the passport that picks up your promise in the spiritual realm and carries it over into the physical realm where it will manifest, and you'll see that the answer has come. As I said earlier, we give thanks until it's manifested. Remember, faith that fizzles before the finish had a flaw in it from the first. If it doesn't happen, go back and find out what your flaw was and don't give up too soon. Remember, God's word is true. There are no exceptions, but there are conditions. John fifteen seven says, If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you can ask what you desire and it will be done. So as I said earlier, it may take five minutes, five months, five days, but our part is to abide in Him. We need to trust His promises for whatever needs we have. By faith, we praise Him no matter how bad the circumstances may look in the natural. Let's put our faith into action. Let's ask Jesus to help us change our old thought patterns, our old behavior patterns, by what we think, by what we say, by what we hear, by what we listen to, 
by what we look at and by our actions. Jeremiah 1.7, God says that he will watch over our, his word to perform it. The three scriptures that are important today are James 2.14, faith without works is dead. 1 Timothy 6.12 is fight the good fight of faith. John 15.7, if we abide in him and his word abides in us, we can ask anything that we will and he'll do it. And remember, faith that fizzles before the finish had a flaw in it from the first. Give thanks till the answer comes, and just remember that God will be as big in your life as you allow him to be. My prayer is that your faith is growing to a whole new level, and that you will begin seeing more and more signs, wonders, and miracles in your own life as you watch and are careful what you think, hear, see, say, and by your actions. This is the last of a series of the 10 podcasts. You may want to go back and review the scriptures and promises. And if you'd like to have a copy of my book, which is called How to Download Your Miracle uh, for a donation to National House of Hope, uh, we'll be happy to send you a copy. And don't forget, it takes faith to let God be God. You may be thinking, wow, I don't want to miss any of these teachings. What a boost to my faith. You've been listening to Sarah Trollinger's Faith Builders. Be sure to join us next Monday for much more. To find out about Sarah's books or for more information, please visit nationalhouseofhope.org.